Hi, I'm James Hartnett, and I'm dying to go all the way. James, what are you talking about? That's filthy. I'm not being rude. I'm talking about our Patreon account. Oh! <laughs> We're more than halfway to our goal of $100 on Patreon. And as soon as we go all the way to $100, we are going to start making bonus episodes for our generous fans. Episodes that'll make you jump up, stamp your feet, clap your hands, and say, oh yeah. Anyway, so be sure to visit patreon.com slash landlord tenant and help us out. And if you're not able to do that, that's fine. We'd love it if you just rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very Thank you. much. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and a tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I am the other co-host. I'm Tenant Michael. And James, I really like how you mixed up the um, the intro there, where you mm-hmm. said, and we're live. It reminded me of, of shows like Saturday Night Live or... A wrestling event where uh, the sort of announcer goes like, and we're in this corner, we're live, ding, ding, ding. I almost, uh, I pictured you ringing a bell. You know, I, well, I guess I thought I'd do something a bit fun. They say do one thing every day that scares you. Eleanor Roosevelt. She said that? She said that. She was always terrifying herself every day. She doesn't seem like the type. Well... I mean, I mean, I don't know what she was like, but just that she's old. She would, if she was alive today, she would have been one of those people who loves horror movies and collects horror movie posters and goes to conventions and poses with Freddy Krueger and all that stuff. Wow. What was the last thing you did that scared you, Mike? Um, I guess I went to the bank and checked my balance. Oh. <laughs> now, that's a movie You're, that... You are, you are so that, broke. That's a movie that Freddy Krueger should star in, uh, about my bank balance. <laughs> yeah, you're... I'm very broke, yeah. Yeah, big trouble. Not me, though. Um, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, if you don't know, I'm the landlord of this uh, building. I'm worth a lot of money, and um, I live life, and I love life, and I work hard, and I play hard. But I don't really work because I inherited the money. You're a part of the, I guess, what I would term the the parasite class. Sure, uh, and call I'm it what the, you will. Uh, yeah, and I will. And I'm a, a tenant in James's building here. Lived here for eight years, and of course, the purpose of this show is to attempt. Sometimes we we succeed, sometimes we fail, but we're attempting to build bridges between landlords and tenants. And um, this is episode eighty eight. Can you believe God. it? If and you know what, if someone. If this is someone's first episode and they just thought, maybe I'll jump in on 88, we just really did them a service. We did. I guess to everybody else, they're <sighs> really bored. Although, you know what? I'm just realizing right now, even though we're there's a good mood here in the Good vibe. Yeah. We're both, you know, full of energy. I realize mm. by saying the number 88, it has some negative connotations. And I don't want to get too into it, but in the 
white supremacist neo-Nazi community, the number 88 is often used as a, a code to express uh, <clears throat> sort of uh, solidarity with a certain Adolf Hitler because uh, the number 8 stands in for the letter H in the alphabet, which is the eighth letter of the alphabet. So it's two, two eights, stands for two H's, stands for Heil Hitler. So I don't want to dwell on that too much because that's not, that has nothing How to do How do you know this? That is, well, I just... You are like this mild-mannered guy who goes on whistling walks with other men, knows the white supremacist Someone, code? I overheard a, a conversation on the street, and I'm... Really? Yeah, I heard about that. What anyway, was the conversation? It was two large fellas with... Uh, they didn't have uh, between them a, uh, a follicle of hair, and uh, they were having a loud conversation, and you know, I'm, I have the ears of a dog, and I just... Anyway, I don't want to dwell on Hitler and all that nasty stuff, but that the number 88 does have significance in those communities. <laughs> well... I mean, oh God, Mike, you just, as, you know, we can't even start a sh- a, an episode feeling fun and nice and having a good time without you bringing up something totally warped. I Listen, I apologize to you, James. I apologize to the listeners. Let's just put it behind us. Yes, won't bring let's it up put again. it behind us. 88. 88, yeah. If you know what that means, you got problems. Anyway, oh God. So, how was your week? My week was uh, pretty good. I'm a little, as as you can see, my eyes are a little bloodshot, and mm-hmm. I haven't really slept. Very that red, much. very red. Mm. Yes, like a like a blood orange uh, in yeah. your in your head. Have a slice. Don't. Oh, uh, you, you <laughs> eat, eat your eye. <laughs> um, I haven't been sleeping recently because last week I did that thing. I watched that uh, Ted Bundy documentary series that everyone everybody's watching about. it. Everyone's mad for Ted Bundy, a mm-hmm. terrible serial killer, and. That watching that, I got so interested in the psychology of mm. of serial killers, and I went down a nasty rabbit hole, and I've just been plopped in front of my computer, just watching YouTube video after YouTube video about serial killers and learning about them and all the grisly, horrendous, unholy crimes they've committed. And I guess I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's also negative. But the one I'm so fascinated with right now, his name was. Andrei Chikatilo, and he was a Soviet serial killer uh, known as the Butcher of Rostov, or the Red Ripper, or even the Rostov Ripper. He had several names, almost like David Bowie had several, uh, you know, incarnations. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, uh, long story short, he murdered 52 people before being executed by the state in 1994 with a single gunshot behind his right ear. So that's why I look like I, ha- I have these bloodshot eyes and I haven't slept a wink. I mean, fifty-two you know, victims. What? You're the psycho. You're the psycho sitting around learning about this stuff. Aren't you fascinated by serial killers? No. Everyone is these days. No, not at all. People only like the Ted Bundy thing because everybody says he's good looking. Well, I'll agree with you there, Andre. Chikatilo was not much of a hunk compared to Ted Bundy. But that might have something to do with the nutrition available to him under the Soviet system. Bread lines and so on. Oh, I guess that's a good point. Probably didn't get a lot of sun. Well, no. Uh, Ted, where where did Ted Bundy live? Uh, He lived all over the place, from what I I remember. uh, Washington, California. Okay, so he's... Florida. Okay, he's getting sun. He's getting sun. Yeah. That's a big... That's why I tan. 
I, I I go tanning. I go. I use tanning beds. I don't have a problem admitting that. You look a little like Ted Bundy. Oh well, that's a compliment <laughs> considering everybody thinks he's good looking. No. Um, a tan is just it's. Look at George Hamilton. Yes, the he's actor. good looking. Yes, if it's the tan, people can't pinpoint why. What is it about that guy that's good looking? Hulk Hogan. Um, I don't know. If you have a tan, it's it's a real. It's it'll a take you look. from a seven to a nine. Yeah, if you're a man. I agree. Anyway, well, that sounds horrifying, Mike. Um, last week, I think you said you ate a lasagna and hibernated. Yeah, I hibernated as a money-saving um, experiment, mm-hmm. and it worked. Saved and about $200. This week, you didn't sleep at all. No. And just watched Ted Bundy and other serial killer others, yeah. documentaries. Huh. How was your week, though, James? Um, Not really as eventful as yours. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. What did you do? Kidding! A lot more eventful than yours. I, um, I don't even have to say it. It's uh, The word of mouth is staggering uh, already that I don't even have to mention my company, uh, Peckercoin, uh, the the cryptocurrency for purchase and uh, to purchase and sell erectile dysfunction medication. Yeah. Peckercoin.ca, peckercoin.com, uh, Bandcamp slash Peckercoin. Bandcamp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a... Like a, making a rock album with me and some of the uh, the scientists. Well, I I can't wait to hear some of that. Anyway, so um, you guys know I've been uh, I've partnered with uh, Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. on Peckercoin, and um, he's got some business connections out there uh, in Korea, and uh, we flew out there. Uh, so uh, this week, yeah, I was in uh, Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang, where they had the Olympics, or Pyongyang? Pyongyang. Pyongyang. They're so similar. North Korea yes. names. It's hard. I'm not good with names. I'm sure they're both beautiful cities in their own way, but yeah. Well, Pyongyang was pretty nice. Uh, the streets are clean. The subways ran on time. Uh, you know, uh, no one gives you a hard time when you're walking around. Uh, police everywhere. Very safe. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we had a big meeting there to pitch uh, to pitch Peckercoin, and we had a meeting with a Mister Kim. The Kim, not Catral, not Kim Catral. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> my goodness, imagine if you flew all the way to North Korea and then you have a meeting with Kim Catral. Oh my, that's and she's Canadian, I believe. She's a Canuck. Uh, no, it was Kim, the leader. Kim Jong Un, really? Mm-hmm. Now oh a, yeah. From what I understand, he's a nasty fellow. Was he? Your understanding was is he... incorrect. Dennis uh, Rodman sort of gave me the four one one on the way. He said he's really nice. He's great. You gotta love him. And I met him, and he's a great guy. He's a laugh. He's taller than he looks in pictures. Really? He's got a funny sense of humor. He um, had a little horn, like one of those uh, uh, like bike horns he had in his pocket, and he'd just sort of go, burr, burr, like almost like a whoopee cushion joke. That reminds me. Remember how Leslie Nielsen used to always carry a whoopee cushion around with Did him he? for interviews? I guess Kim Jong-un took a page well, out of Well, they're birds Nielsen's of book. a feather. <laughs> so, you know, I make my pitch to Kim, and uh, it's this in, in this beautiful palace. Um, makes the Ritz look like, uh, you know, a turd that way. So I'm pitching Peckercoin to him. He's loving it. He's digging all the info. He's realizing that this is a great business opportunity. Right. Because they're a cash starved country. Absolutely. So Peckercoin is welcome. Uh, is, is going to be very welcome. Um, so he says to me, I, I love through a translator, you know, he says, I love this pitch. I love this business. I'm, I'm excited to work with you, but before I can work with you, I need you to do one thing. 
And I said, absolutely, sir. What, what do you need? And he goes, you're from Canada, right? And I go, yes. And he goes, I'd love to do business with you, but first, you need to bring me a Timmy's. No. Yeah. T- if, if you're he not, said that? He did, through the translator. If wow. you don't know what that is, if you're not Canadian, it's a coffee from Tim Hortons or a steep tea. A double-double. Uh, all right, double-double, <laughs> we call it. So um, I laughed because I'm like, that's very funny. He's making a joke. So I chuckled. Yeah. And then it did. things did take a turn at that point because uh, one of his security guards grabbed Rodman and I and held a knife to my throat. Oh, no. And the translator let us know that that was not a joke. And that is very serious, a very serious request. So oh. um, I'm going to go to Tim Hortons after the pod and uh, <laughs> fly some over for, for Kim. Uh, sounds like you should. Yeah, it got, it got dark. Sounds like a sticky situation. Mm, is coffee sticky? I don't know. <laughs> if you sp- if you spill it and let it dry. <sighs> anyway, so um, that was my week. Um, wow, so doing business. exciting business going well, but yeah, some danger as well. But that's par for the course with me. Sounds like it. Yeah. Perhaps <sighs> uh, we should move on to. Our it's, segment. Do you smell that? I smell it. Yes, it's uh, segment time. <laughs> so this week's segment. Um, recently, here in Canada, there was a day, a special day, where a phone co- company raised money for a good cause. And that got us thinking about how we also are involved in some charities here. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Charity is so important to me. It means everything to me. Yeah. You know, I shudder to think of AOC's suggested 70% tax on the rich because I don't know how people like me are going to give to charity uh-huh. when she's through with things, Alexandria well, Ocasio-Cortez. I shudder with pleasure thinking of you being taxed. Well, right. you know what? Get, you're going to be one of the ones expecting charity and you're not going to get it. Anyway, well, charity is very important. I agree. Let's park that argument here. But, um, right. So we're going to do a segment called The Landlord and Tenant Re- Reaches Out a Helping Hand. And we're going to tell you about some of the charities that we uh, work with. Helping hand, helping hand, helping hand. Thank you. I guess I'll go first, if that's okay. Absolutely. So one of the ones I work with is called the Senior Surprise Network. It's been around for about 15 years. And it's a really interesting charity uh, that... Mails medicine to the elderly. Uh, we do it once a month in a beautiful box that has a bow on it. And it's exciting because it's called Senior Surprise. We mail different medicine to the elderly every month, and they never know exactly what they're going to get. And it's a nice way to brighten up an older person's day and keep them on their toes. Because some of these people, they don't you know, have any family or friends, so they get a nice surprise every month. And often, hopefully, it's some sort of medicine that can help them. I mean, but, like, aren't you supposed to be subscri- uh, prescribed stuff? Like, what if it's something that's dangerous to yeah, them? Yeah, but this is sort of, it's like a, that, we, we like the element of surprise here. Okay. And it's, everything is safe if taken in the proper proportions. So. Hmm, not sure that's true. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Well, that sounds like a pretty good charity. Yeah. Uh, not as good as a charity that's near and dear to my heart, though. <laughs> and, um... And this is a charity. Um, now, let me ask you something, Michael. Oh. Let me explain this charity to you. 
when you when there's a beautiful countryside mansion owned by a very wealthy family, mm. and that mansion has butlers, right? Maids, yeah. yes. chauffeurs. Some households even have uh, sommeliers. I'm thinking of Downton Abbey as you're uh, exactly describing this. Yeah, but it's so awful that some of these butlers and maids, like they can't just get those jobs they have to learn they have to be trained they have to right. get experience or they're not going to be able to get work and it breaks my heart so i have actually started a charity oh and it's called uh it's called uh, made to order m a i d number 2 order right. and it's a charity and it's a way for me to give back and give back to the community and help out these young butlers and young maids and give them a home to get their feet wet, learn their trade, you know, um, understand how it works to be a butler. And um, so, yeah, they, they come over to my house and basically intern as butlers and maids and chauffeurs. And so, it's, it's just, I'm, it's so important. So they work for, for you, am I understanding They get work experience. They work for you for free as a butler or maid. No, they're the interns. and. They get experience, work experience. And how long is the internship typically? I mean, six years. All right. That's a long apprenticeship. Not really. Are you like, Even are you so His apprentice didn't have to spend six years learning his craft. Have you been to Anderson Cooper's house? No. Okay. Yeah, of course not. If you had gone, do you have any idea the, 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 how the effort that the butlers and maids there put into serving you like they you don't just show up one day you have to right. learn I, i'll take your word for it I've never, I've never been to anderson cooper's house anyway or anyway uh another uh, har- uh sorry another charity i work with i'm tongue-tied a bit here it's called the harmony project have you heard of the harmony project james no so you hear the word harmony you think of music sure right yeah and this is a musical charity and it's also built around the idea that these days with so much political division, it's never been more important to engage with people who have a different point of view than you do. Hmm. And the Harmony Project is a charity that builds bridges between people uh, in the pro-life camp and the pro-choice camp. And what we, get, we do, we get together once a month in a pub, and we have some drinks and some chicken wings, and we, we talk, and then we sing. <laughs> we get together and we sing songs in harmony uh, from the Great American Songbook, Elvis songs... Uh, there was a fellow who did a great version of Love Me Tender the other day, and he's very pro-life, and he had a beautiful voice. We did some chubby checker songs and Beatles music. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you're blending your voice with other people, even if you have different political views, you realize, hey, we're all, we're all the same. Oh, interesting. So it's just a bunch of guys who have differing views and gals, on, yeah. on uh, abortion, and they sing. Yes. And uh, you mentioned you were cutting an album before, and we're we're in talks to lay down some tracks. So, highly doubt uh, it's going to make the radio playlists. All right, my uh, my second charity. <laughs> Ready for my second charity? I just tell me, yeah. Um, you've probably heard about uh, men who have been circumcised. Yeah, and. Uh, they, it's all it's all over the news. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> it is. Um here's a problem though. 
A lot of men grow up and say, I did not want to be circumcised. I was not, I didn't, I did not give permission to be circumcised. I love that character. Oh, yeah? The, man, the grown man who suddenly has a fit. <laughs> well, it, you know, I, I guess I, yeah, I could think about working it into a, to a bit or something or an online video. Anyway, um, some of these men, this is true, will attach weights to their penis to regrow their skin. What? Yep. After they've been circumcised. That is a thing. So um, I give to a charity that takes that and adds another level. And the charity is called Second Skin. And what they do is they feel so bad for circumcised men. They don't just grow them one, one skin. They grow a second on top. So these men never have to worry. They are never getting circumcised again. And God forbid if it does happen to one of the skins... They'll have another. So does it? To- so wait, the two foreskins grow? Does that like yes. totally enclose over the penis? Yes. Well, mostly. Like forming a perfect seal? No, 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 no. There's a there's 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 a, there's some room to breathe. Let's wow. put it that way. Is that safe? Is it safe? Like what? Does These men like were safe? circumcised right. against their will. Right. You already said that. Safe. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. How many men have you helped so far? Um, well, I'm not doing the operation. I just believe in the cause. Right. But, um, oh yeah, I think, I think a couple dozen have, have, uh, have undergone the, the transformation we call it. Well, good work. Um, all right. Uh, before we wrap up, here's my third and final charity that I support. This one is one that really means a lot to me. It's called Suppers for Peace. Uh, P-E-A-C-E, of course. It's a pop-up restaurant charity. And once a month... Me and some volunteers get together, and we serve gourmet suppers to paying customers, and we, we travel all over the city of Toronto. Sometimes we're at uh, Yorkville Mall, sometimes we're on Harbor Front, sometimes we're in the Eaton Center, all over the place, even Ossington. We, we're that hip, <laughs> Ossington <laughs> Avenue. God. And we serve gourmet meals to paying customers, and all the money goes to defeating and destroying ISIS overseas. And our goal is eventually to capture ISIS leader... Uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi and take him back to Canada and put him in jail and say, buddy, what the heck were you thinking? And put him on trial. Wow. I guess that's a, yeah, that's pretty nice. So you make these suppers and yes, to, to defeat ISIS. Well, and the, I like we, it. sometimes we do Italian, sometimes we do Japanese, yeah. we do all sorts of tacos. Things. We have a taco night <laughs> plan. You should come. Oh, no. Probably passed, but I, uh, I like that. I love tacos. Very cool. Thank you. All right. Well, time for my final charity, and uh, it is something called the Bird Charity. The Bird Charity? Yeah. Oh, it sounds, it sounds like wildlife, like a- avian. I'm thinking of uh, birds tweeting in the trees. and No, that, that would be good, but no, it's not to do with birds, the animal. Um, it's actually a charity created by a body old British man who refers to women as birds. Oh no! What? Well, yeah, that's I don't like that birds like a fit bird like they say like you uh, know come here bird bird. look at that bird over there oh no why would you want to help out uh, these body old British men well um it's it's sort of the the it's supporting the right of these old drunken body British men to be able to use the word bird if they want. And it's just a cause I believe in. I'm all about free speech. Now, has there been a movement to stop them from saying, from using that term? Or? I mean, not really, but mm. just, just, it's just sort of like when, a, if you're in a public place and you're an old guy and you go, 
uh, you call a woman a bird, people will give you dirty looks. Yeah. And this charity is all about raising awareness that, hey, come on. I see. Well, that's an interesting <laughs> insight into the into a certain type of man who, like, I'm trying to imagine how the <clears throat> word bird originally became slang for a, like an attractive woman. Mm. Some, like, man saw a woman and was like, what animal does she look like? Bird. You know, stuck. it's crazy in England. They also sometimes call women hen. hen. That's that's not a joke. My God. Yeah. All right, hen. Hen. What do women call men? <laughs> Roosters. Roosters, oh. I suppose. Well, hey, C O C K. Yeah. Right. I know. Maybe that's where that comes from. Maybe there's this I... whole bird thing going on. I mean, seriously. Sounds like it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's those are my three charities, and I can't. I just want everybody give, give, give. If you want to give us some money um, to get to those charities, be sure to go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant and all the money you donate will go to those charities. Just specify which one. Thank you. Thank you to our Patreon people, by the way. And if you want to get a bonus episode once a month, landlord and tenant VIP, and just help us keep going, we would be eternally grateful. You don't want to miss these VIP episodes. They're very, very very good. good. Very good. Okay. Well, um, I think we should take a break and uh, come back with our guest. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Of course, now is the time where we traditionally have a guest, and this week uh, is no different. And James, maybe you want to set up who this person is. All I see is a bunch of camera equipment and a boom mic and all sorts of monitors. Uh, What's going on here? Well, everybody, the the secret is out. Um, I am putting on a festival to promote PeckerCoin. It's called PeckerFest. And it's going to be held right here in this building this weekend on the 20th floor. We're taking over the whole floor. There's going to be music. There's going to be parties. It's going to be drinking. It's going to be amazing. And um, I've uh, I've actually hired a documentarian to follow me, film me throughout this whole process because people are going to want to watch this. And I've brought the documentarian on the podcast. She lives in the building, Becky Johnson. Hi, uh, it's nice to hey, be Becky. here. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I think, I think it's fair to say more than just the documentarian. Well, I like, guess you're I've also a woman. Given, no, that's not what I meant. But, oh. but you are. Congratulations. I am. I, yeah. I am a woman. You shouldn't assume that about anybody, but I am. Okay. Um, oh. uh, no, it's just that I feel like I've taken on a lot of responsibility. You, you have me, <clears throat> you know, hand lettering all of the press passes who are those going to the press passes oh i've sent them out um to all the toronto media yeah um boy oh boy ken shaw from ctv news roger rick and marilyn from chum fm bob mccowan from uh the fan 590 uh boy oh boy boy harold hussein the weatherman just like the toronto media Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted that sort of acknowledged. I'm the documentarian. Well, I'm doing some logistics work, too. I've asked for a couple favors because you're, si- you're sitting around. Well, they're not favors. They're, I mean, okay, here's the thing. I hope you're being paid for all this extra work you're doing. I was having trouble making my rent. I live on the 19th floor. And so this is um, a, a bit of a barter situation, I suppose. I am. I'm working. Yeah. I'm being compensated in my rent. Well, that's right. You're not paying 
full rent, which is bad. What? So you're doing some work no, no, for no. me. It's not bad. It is bad. What? The, no, I'm working. Yeah, I'm saying you're doing this job so you don't have to pay me full rent. But why'd you call me bad? I'm just saying that that it's not. Yeah, you like, called her bad. I heard. Oh, it too. for the love of I didn't God! Hear that. Would you have called me bad if I looked like a man? Good point. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes, I would have. Yeah. I probably would have, and I probably would have kicked your butt too. Okay. Well. Anyway, I'm yikes! Just, thanks, Mike. It's so nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too, Becky. And uh, I feel like I've seen you in the halls. I'm always. I can't sleep a lot lately, so I'm always w- forever wandering the halls. I'm always oh. going, walking up the stairwells, and just exploring different hallways on different yeah. floors until I get tired. Mike's well, I, unemployed right I now. I hope you don't mind that I've been filming you. But James asked me to film everything, so I'm just filming oh. you walking around. No, I'm cool. If you're with in the that. hall in a common space, public, yeah, public yeah. domain, baby, anything yeah. goes. What can I ask? This is the first I've heard of this. Festival Peckerfest, I think you said it was yeah, called. Yeah, I was yeah. just, I was just told that I was in charge of promotions yesterday, but it's coming up very soon. So I'm really sorry and, you and hadn't heard about it? it. Dude, it's a festival. It's sort of a brand experience. Okay. Yes, as it's far as I understand, Peckercoin. Yeah, exactly. It's a brand experience. People are going to come. They're going to party. They're going to see music. They're going to have a good time but in the in the building. I yeah, don't the, know how much I like that. It's the 20th I, floor, so I live right under it, and there's been a lot of renovations going on to make yeah. it happen. Mm-hmm. The um, toilets have been turned into sinks and <laughs> weird. I know. Studies show that a sink is more useful. So the whole floor has no toilets, just a bunch of sinks to get ready for this and big then, festival. And yeah. each um, bathtub has been turned into a luxury cabana. Ooh, absolutely, cabana luxury. Uh, we, we call it the penthouse experience. Yeah, it's sort of like each one sort of has a big, you know, those canopy tents that you'd see at say a farmer's market. It has one of those yes. just kind of crammed in, broken, crammed in, and then a beaded curtain on the wall side as decoration, right. and then a duvet on the outside as a what were you calling them harem door? Yeah, the yeah. harem door. Yeah, interesting. And then it's just full of a bunch of wet pillows. And and who's performing at this thing? Mike's been under a friggin' rock. Well, I've seen I, I don't think it's promoted well enough, James. I'm really stressed my, out about it. Okay, my lawyer said not to promote it too far in advance because of the stupid Trudeau government. What? There are some law, like there's just some dumb, boring, you know, rules that you're not supposed to have a festival in a building thing. That so, was one of, I mean, to be fair, in 2015, that's what Justin Trudeau campaigned on. Sorry, that's a federal law? I think yeah, so. Yeah. You could go to, no, do we have federal It would be prisons? a slap on the wrist, but my lawyer said, just promote it close to the show so it doesn't give some inspector time to come and check it out. Okay. Anyway, uh, we've got killer bands. You know, I've got pull, you know? I, I've, I've got pull in the music industry. I've, I was producer on a single. Yeah. Sex Olympics by Nadia. So, Nadia? you know. Oh, it's my it's ex. James's it's ex. A long they had story. a child together. He does not really stay in touch with the child, Pavel, who's a sweet, beautiful boy. Can I have their contact call information? My son beautiful. Pardon? Can I have their contact information? Nadia's? Yeah, just seems eh, like we're it would on be... a break. It's not really a good no, time. No, no. I'll be, get I, it to you. Yeah, thank you. It'd just be good for the documentary. <sighs> oh, oh, I'd that's, love that's to hear all her I talking need. trash Don't about Don't talk to her. Well, Don't. I'm I'm very unbiased. I'm an accomplished documentary. Well, you should be biased. I'm I'm letting you not pay your rent to do it. You should be biased for me. That's not how documentaries work. Yes, they are. No. You're telling That's me. That's propaganda. That's a propaganda film you're describing. Oh, my God. That's interesting. Now, before you list off the bands playing, uh, hearing about propaganda and documentaries, it reminds me of a famous documentarian 
um, from yesteryear named Lenny Riefenstahl, who made some documentaries okay. about a man she knew. And I'm not saying that you, James, are similar to this man, but she did make a documentary about a festival of sport, the Olympics, and some rallies. You talk about... Joe Rogan? No, he's talking about Adolf Hitler again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sorry, I've got, God, I've got okay. Adolf what on is, the brain today. You know, I heard the thing you said in the beginning about the 88. Yeah, 88, unfortunately, and I don't want to spend too much time dwelling on it, but it is a symbol that's used in uh, by hate No, workers. I know. I'm Jewish. Oh, congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> okay, I just... Oh, Mike. What? You're Are you a so fan weird. of Lenny Riefenstahl? No, no, I'm just saying that here, this the idea of a woman directing a documentary about a man, just my mind went went there. May I ask you how many times in a day do you encounter <laughs> some stimulus that makes your mind just drift towards Nazis and Hitler? These days, more often than it used to happen. Um, I'd say about five times a day, and I don't like it, uh, and I don't want to get us off the rails here. No, no, but, I, this uh, is fascinating stuff, yeah. actually. Um, can you, I write down your contact information? I like, wouldn't mind talking to you later. Sure, okay, yes. I mean, we don't know where this documentary is uh, going. Now, that's a documentary I want to see. This, is, uh, this whole building is interesting, to be quite honest. Oh, believe you me. I come in here to do the podcast, and I leave as fast as I can. It's, yeah. it's true. He, he runs out of here. Yeah, where, where are you living these days? Hogs Hollow. It's sort of the fancy area of Toronto, north, north on Yonge Street. Uh, have a house there. Hogs Hollow. It sounds like Hogs a, Hollow. I've never yeah. heard of it. Mm, Another H. Another oh, H. Mike. I didn't. God. Sorry. Yeah. So that's so that's three in the past sort of handful of minutes. Yeah. You, 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 here's my theory, Becky. Yeah. Uh, Mike, in the last year, his uh, crazy ex girlfriend died in a VR skydiving accident. I'm Ruth. So sorry to hear that. She wasn't crazy. I'm so sorry to hear that. She, oh, thank if you. she wasn't was she crazy, she was a Nazi. No, no, she was just older than me. <laughs> Okay. Uh, although she had an authoritarian streak to her, um, but she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't a card-carrying member of, you know, that part. As far as you know, she was probably alive, uh, you know, she was probably about 25 uh, when World War II was going on. So she no. was 120? No, she was like late 60s, mid 60s. Okay. Anyway, so Ruth passed away, then Mike lost his job at the CN Tower gift shop. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank yeah, you. Okay. I hear they're hiring at the um, Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, I'll have to bring a resume by. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mike got a job at the Niagara Falls Nylon Tower. The Skylon Tower. Don't got, even remind he me. Hated about it. He hated oh. it. Oh. Tower. Got fired from you there. You were commuting. Yes. Every day on the go bus. Whoa. Yeah. So now Mike is back. He's unemployed. He's got no love life, no prospects, and I think he's losing his mind. That's my theory. Okay. Well. That's why he keeps bringing up weird stuff with the Catholic Church and Hitler Every episode, like he's losing his mind. James, if he's unemployed, why is he not working on the festival? Yeah, we, need, we need an artist oh, liaison. We Becky. need. We certainly need people to knock out the walls. Where the stages are, the stages are four feet from the ceiling. I'm not much of a good blue collar worker, okay. but I could send emails. I could, you know, design leaflets or. Well, we have to sell passes. Posters. We have to sell uh, wristbands. We got to get them. Stamp people's wrists. I mean this okay. in the kindest way possible. How familiar are you with the quotations of Andre Agassi? The tennis player? Yes. He was very famous for one quote. Was it like, rawr? No. Image is everything. He said that in the, uh, Andre in the, in the ads. Andre Agassi He had an ad campaign 
where he said image is everything. He said he took out just he personally just took out ads to tell no, people. No, it was for Kodak or something. Kodak or. So- some shoe, I don't know. Because I mean, he used to wear wild your story, outfits. The story is falling apart here. Also, Kodak <laughs> makes more sense than a shoe, but you never know. He would wear wild outfits when he played tennis in the 80s, and he had yeah. wild hair. And his slow. And he always his, had his, that Kodak camera around his <laughs> neck, and he was taking pictures while he was whacking that ball. <laughs> and he would always say, image is everything. Look it up on YouTube. Peckerfest is no different. How recently have you heard any news about Andre Agassi? He wrote a biography probably 10 years ago. That's not it called, recently. It was called Open. Ew. Open. I'm As in genuinely French Open. You know? Open book. And, well, and open book. He was... And we're open for business. I, open for business. Open for business. Andre Agassi. But I'm, I'm just I think saying... he was married to Brooke Shields. Yeah, but... Okay. But he, then he isn't anymore. What I'm saying is... This the sort of development you're doing at this festival is very short sighted. You got to think, you got to think long game, James. You got to think about the future. You got to think about the responsibility you have towards people, James. In your building, people are people are gonna be washing their dishes and toilets and and living oh, in tents in the, I in know. the tub. And, 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 and the and, truth and, is, like with the with the people we're expecting and the twentieth floor, like the toilets are screwed like that's why we changed them into sinks because we can't have that much human waste going into our our septic tank i know we have a septic tank we don't we're not even hooked up to the sewer here what yeah Yeah, it's a septic tank a bit of a libertarian he doesn't want to be involved in the city's infrastructure hell no we have our own generator you dug your own septic system for a a building hired people to do it he didn't do it we have our own septic tank we have our own well we must have been digging close into the subway yeah the subway i don't think it goes under here does it well, something is shaking the building at night. Oh, well, it's maybe weird. it is. It's, weird. it's only at night, though. Yeah. Well, I guess that's shakes. not the subway. Never mind. I don't know what that is. I'm sure what, a what septic, septic tank isn't going to hurt the subway. Wait, no, no, no. Why is the building shaking at night? Oh. Uh, are, are you doing work that you haven't told me about? What do you mean? I mean, upstairs. On the 20th I'm floor? I'm supposed to be the logistics person. And James, we talked about load-bearing walls, right? Yeah, in that I think that's BS. James, this is... Always the libertarian. This is really serious. Are you knocking out load-bearing walls in the night when I'm asleep? Maybe. Becky, you know what James needs? A load-bearing brain. Because he is so stupid. You need a load-bearing boot up your backside. And yes, Becky, fine. I'll admit it. I am taking down your quote-unquote load-bearing walls. They're not mine. They're yours. Red tape. Let me guess. You vote NDP? That's oh, none please of your business. give me more rules, please. I need a nanny state to tell me what to do. Then I'm over here going, just knock the friggin' walls down. It's fine. James, we have some of YouTube's top rappers coming to this festival to Amongst take others. pictures. Amongst and other acts. Well, yep. not to perform, just to take pictures and post them on their Instagrams. But they are coming. Yep. James, so- you, could, you could be crushing L- Lil Tay. So, I, that's something I don't want to happen. A no, rapper, she's a, she's a, nine or I, ten or I, something. Yeah. You can't crush I her. I paid little Tay, the nine-year-old YouTube rapper, one hundred thousand dollars to come to <laughs> Pecker Pecker Fest. So, are you paying her in Pecker coin? Yes. Okay. Well, that's not what that's worth. It's not appropriate. Either. Well, it will be when the boom happens. So Bitcoin has gone straight up. Same with Pecker coin. I'm sorry. You paid a nine-year-old girl in a currency that. <laughs> Is only used to buy 
penis in it. See, none of his ideas make any sense. I can't. She, I she can can't. then trade. Like she's with she, whom? She can, someone will give her An money adult for it. Pervert? Her dad. Her dad. <laughs> James, this is really upsetting. Uh, so, typical bleeding heart. So Lil Tay's coming. Who? What other celebs are involved? Oh, yeah, well, guess... I've got some killer bands. Oh, who? Well, I blew a lot of the budget on Little Tay and a few other. It's not little. What I don't is think it? you say Lil... the T's. Yeah. I can't say the word Lil. Lil Tay. Lily and... Tomlin. Ugh. Little Tomlin. Lil Tomlin. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> can that be my? Lil yeah, Tomlin. I'm going to do that. I was going to be my influencer name. Well, I spent most of the budget on influencers I know. to come and document it. So I had to get some bands that were a little more affordable, but it's fine. They rock just as hard as any other band. All right. Stop making excuses. Tell us who they are. All right. The band Bowling for Soup. Never heard they're of them. They're very like, they're kind of like Weezer or Pavement, but with a funny edge. Like they're what nerdy? Was, what was yeah. Their big song? Uh, Girl, all the bad guys want. Oh, right. They are very funny. They, you know, big band. Comedy um, act. Well, they've got a bit of Weird Al in them, but. A Weird Al would be great. They rock too. Would you say they're, they're children of Al? That they. Yes, I would. Grew up under his influence? I would. Mm. Under, um, under his gaze? Who's watching them? The uh, Quebecois. Pop punk band Simple Plan, who okay. in the early 2000s were played on Much Music quite often. Not Music right. Please? No, regular Much Music. Their songs. Regular. Yeah. Okay. So, a- a- Anglo Much Music. And what was their uh, big hit? I'm That's Addicted to You. They had a big song called Untitled. Um, okay. um, their guitar player's last name is Stinko, I think. <laughs> That's. Uh, what? I looked it up on Wikipedia. Yep. So wait, so you look, are you just booking bands from Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. How? You look them up on Wikipedia, and then you go tells you about them, and then you email them Have and you say, been "Hey, emailing Wikipedia to try and book acts for your festival, James." Yes. Oh my God! And they who and you've been getting replies. What have the replies said, James? Oh, it's like uh, it's from their manager, uh, Damon Damon Mailer Damon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if that's his name's name. No. First name is Damon or Matt Damon or whatever. But uh, right. You think Matt Damon answers the emails sent to Wikipedia? I don't know. How, um, how's it spelled? D A E. Yeah, that's not that's not how you spell Matt Damon. Yeah. I've got the band VIP. Now, Canadian people may remember this. They were a boy band from Barrie. Yes, I know, crazy, but they rocked. They absolutely rocked. Uh, look up on YouTube the song VIP Just My Luck. It's a funny video. They're hot guys Are from Barry. Are they Barry. another comedy act? No, they were. They did funny boy band songs about like they had one called Just My Luck, and the and the song is like, um, ooh, uh, I've, it's basically like they, they each tell a little story. Like I go on a date with a girl and it's going well, and then she calls me someone else's name. Like it's just it sort of sounds like Prozac. Yeah. Oh shit! I should ask you. Prozac. Yeah. They were good. Yeah, I get look them up on Wikipedia. Now, for any of our non-Canadian listeners, I guess we should just explain what Barry is. Uh, sure. Oh, how would you explain Barry? So, hmm. if Toronto is like New York City, would Barry be like uh, Oof, Newark? <laughs> no, it's further. It's like, oh man, what's the worst 
place in New Jersey. Oh, and no uh, offense to any of our listeners in the Garden State, but uh, but well, they can't be offended. They don't know how gross berry. I is. think people. Right. I think I don't know this, so apologies. But is Newark maybe it is the or Jersey City or something? Jersey you hear people City? talk about. I don't know. Um, I feel like there's a more industrial area a bit further away that would be closer to Barry, like um, Camden. Is that a place in New Jersey? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Um, what's the worst places? Are, I mean, I think, what's the worst places are surrounding Toronto? Uh, Oshawa? Oshawa? Barry, maybe. Barry I find Oshawa. a beauty in every place. I'm well, a documentarian. Anyway, there was, Barry produced a boy band, and uh, well, look good, it up. Good for them. Mm. Healthy boys in Barry. I, they say that, hey? I guess it would be like a really good boy band coming out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh's nice. I like Pittsburgh too, but there. what boy band is coming out of there? I mean, well, George Romero's from there, right? Is uh, Andy Warhol? Andy Warhol, yeah. Michael Keaton, Mr. Ooh. Rogers. Now imagine if Mr. <gasps> Rogers, Michael Keaton, and uh, Andy Warhol had been in a boy band together. Oh, I would wow. love it. It's just my love. She's got someone else in mind. It's just my love. It happens all the Listen, James. Though I, I, I do want to bring up some an an, an issue that I, I keep bringing up about the festival. Mm-hmm. They feel like you you change the subject whenever I bring it up. The okay. stages are being built mm-hmm. four feet from the ceiling. Yeah. Oh God! Never nope. heard of knees? People are going to kneel. They, these there's I'm I'm extremely concerned. There is there's you're taking out the support walls. They're they're four feet from the ceiling. You're just gonna pancake death trap, death trap on top of VIP or whoever this is. Unless you get the uh, lollipop guild to perform on the stage, that uh, it's still not safe, small. Michael. Who it's are the lollipop safe, guild? He's making a short people joke. Wizard of Oz. Oh, I don't, I don't know old movies. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Mun- the Munchkins. Oh, okay. Because anyway, <laughs> they're little people. Little people, and they they could possibly fit on a stage that close to the ceiling but it's extremely dangerous and i don't yeah. think oh, that come on imagine how cool this it would bowl be of soup band is gonna want to play bowling for soup and imagine how cool it would be to see your favorite band rocking out and they're all lying kneeling. down kneeling that it's would be cool it's an improv game Standing, oh i've got in kneeling, it, rocking out yeah i i because i've been looking for sort of you know, affordable acts, and I've got a few improv troops oh. going to perform at Peckerfest too. Okay, well, great. People uh, love improv that. Is, a improv music... is a wonderful thing to book anywhere. Pay Abs- them well. Especially at a rocking festival. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have styles? No, Ryan? but we do have his nephew. You have Ryan Styles' nephew. Yeah. Booked. Tony Styles. And Tony. Uh, yeah. I've never heard of him. He's in that's... a fun improv troupe. What is are they called? Good? Uh, they're called, uh, the, uh, imagine if James Bond was set in Toronto crew. What? They just, you just they, made that up. Convoluted name. Well, you I made, James, you made I, this up. I, yeah, you, I you did. You haven't did. booked these people. No, Do you but have I want anyone book? And I saw they, that their improv troupe had a poster that was like, they're all pretending to, pretending to redo James Bond with improv. So James, just do you have any acts booked this festival this weekend? No. No. Oh my god! But I've emailed them on Wikipedia, and I've looked at, and I'm gonna look up this improv group. No, James, no, James, look at me. We have to cancel this. We can't do this. No, James, not an option, Becky. James, all you've got is a hundred thousand bit 
bit penises to Lil Tay. No. And James, no, I, all I have is a business I've built from the ground up, and I've got I'm working with Dennis Rodman on it, and I've got the leader of North Korea expecting me to bring him Tim Hortons and at least to be buying into a brand that people want to be a part of, and this festival has got to go well. James, I- I'm trying everything to make it go well, and and it, and I I'm a, just a documentary filmmaker. I don't know I I don't know how to do all these things, but basic common sense tells me that this this isn't good. You can't have people sleeping in tubs and you yeah. know, the soup. Funny soup band lying down on the stage, singing up at the ceiling, and, and nobody there except Lil Tay. What if, do you want to be, <sighs> picture the, the newspapers the day after your festival, and the headlines around the world are, Tony Styles dead, age 26, because a ceiling collapsed on him. Yeah. Do you want that on your conscience? You know, guys, ever, ever heard of the term haterade? No. I've never heard of that. Well, it's what haters drink. It's a it's a play on Gatorade and the and the word haters. So they and drink. You're both being haters right now. Well, I'm not drinking anything right yeah. now. But you're no, you're both drinking the Haterade. So like, just relax, do your job, Becky. No what offense. What is my job, Michael? Stay away from it because you're not cool enough to be part of the festival. We need more help. We need a booker. It's weird because like, um, the one of the most famous concert festivals of all time, Woodstock. Mm-hmm. There, there was a documentary movie about it, but as far as I remember, the Festival wasn't planned by the documentary filmmakers. They just captured it. So I think you, James, mm-hmm. have a you're approaching this all wrong. Uh, no, Mike, that's a really good point. Yeah, thank you. That's it's a really good point. Documentary 2.0. The documentary makes the festival. James, can I ask you a question? Yes. You mentioned earlier about how you, you're working with North Korea and absolutely German King. And, and this is, let me say, the first time I'm hearing about this. Well, so you didn't know it, about this. It's not something you need to know. So you could be breaking the law because it is, I think, illegal to, oh, to do business with North Korea. But my question is: Are Kim or Dennis coming to this festival? Are they going to be in town? Um, Dennis for sure would be a draw. You should, here's an idea: If you're friends you with him, why is he not Dennis coming? Dennis isn't coming. He has a poker game oh, with Billy Corgan. Also, he is not even what. Dennis Rodman and Billy Corgan are friends. And if you don't believe me, listen to the Billy Corgan interview on Joe Rogan. I'm sorry, Billy Corgan, popular... From Smashing Pumpkins. Kitty and cat lover. What? He loves kitty cats. He, he, he loves cats. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, anyway, he, he's friends with Rodman. Okay, well, neither That's of them true. can fit on the stage. Neither of them even come close to being able to fit on the stage. Very but- tall. Kim can't make it, but he's going to send uh, an envoy. He's going to send like some of his, eh, you know, relatives, like people who are high up in the government, but not that high up, to come and like so you're report have back. North Korean generals and yes. spies here in the building, yes, with a little one little girl and a, and little little Lil Tay and uh, some improv Tony and Styles? hopefully some bands. Does Tony Styles know like? He can't joke about certain topics in front of the North Koreans. Oh, you don't. You didn't meet Kim like I did. He is funny. I didn't meet him at all. <laughs> James, what the hell? Why are you guys such downers? I'm. You know, look how emotional you're getting, and I am so calm right now. That's not. This is why I win every debate. No. And when people come at me on Twitter, I say, "Then debate me," because look at how cool and calm I am, Ben Shapiro style. And you're losing it. James, when you're calm and things are really, really bad, that makes you a psychopath. Do you understand that? It means you don't have feelings and you can't reason and there's no logic being applied to what you're doing. 
It's also called. It's also called being determined and getting it done. It's not and getting that's done. What we're doing is yes, it is. It's not getting done. Consider pulling the plug on this. Yes. Uh, the only thing I'll consider pulling the plug on is both your life support machines. That wasn't the question. Sorry, no, no. Are you threatening to murder us? Yes. How do we get on life support? Yes, I am. I am threatening to murder you both. I know you're a man who's prideful. I don't like. I don't like that you are threatening to murder us both. I just like to say that. Thank you, Michael. I know you have excessive pride, James. But think about the movie. There's nothing as funny as a documentary about a failure. Hmm. You'll still. This will be a hit if it if you don't do the festival. If it's a, if he's committing crimes, he's not going to get the money though. Right. But if the documentary is a hit, no, you didn't no. listen to what I just said. Okay. You don't get the money from the documentary if you're committing crimes. Yes, but you'll go to jail instead. Oh, please, that could be the sequel. I'm not going to jail. Oh. Give me a break. Why? It's not happening. It's just not happening. I'm not going to jail, ever. Are you kidding me? Why? Why do you think you can't because go to jail? Because it sucks. Because they make you, you know, be in a jail all day. You can't even leave the building. Well, Pablo no way. Escobar got sort of worked around the problem of, of being in a jail by building his own jail palace. I love it. Michael, like, don't give him ideas guy. like I'm this. Sorry, I didn't mean to. There's going to be a jail palace on the 20th floor now as part of the festival. You can't That's a good no, idea. No, why? You, uh, Mike, do you ever... Do you have a webcam channel thing? Not that I know I just, of. You just look really familiar in this. I just, as you were talking about recording. I don't think, if I look familiar, there's a thing that happened that I'm still mad at James about. Okay. That he planted, and apparently this is still in everyone's apartment. You might want to check. Uh-huh. When I moved in here, there were already cameras like installed like everywhere, and I didn't know about it until about five months after I moved in. What? And I'm talking about the kitchen. Living room, especially mm-hmm. the bathroom. There were like 40 cameras James, in the bathroom. Yeah. In all of the apartments? It's called, um, if someone moves out, I need to know if they've screwed around. Like, I don't look Wait, at sorry, the videos. Wait, you need to know if they've been having sex? No, you interrupted me. I don't look at the videos, but say say Mike leaves his apartment, and, he, and there's a hole in the wall. And I go, what the hell is this? So then I can go back, rewind the tapes, and see, aha, Mike got so mad at his life that he punched a hole in the wall. Did that happen? That, I mean, I wasn't mad. I was sad. To be, <laughs> I punched a hole in the wall because I was sad. But you do other creepy things. Like once I had some fellows over from when I used to work at the CN Tower and we had some wine and we were singing some songs. And then the next day, James called me and he's like, oh, I heard you, I heard you had a party last night. And I was like, uh, how did you know about that? And he was like, oh, I don't, I, you know, someone told me. And uh, then he also told me, like, you need to replace the, the uh, soap in your shower one day. That's a and weird like, thing for you... anyone to say. It yeah. was an accident. Because, yeah. I, I double-clicked. Haven't you ever double-clicked on the wrong icon in your computer? I was trying to double-click on uh, you... Firefox, but... and I accidentally clicked on webcam. That's, I don't care about what you're clicking on. It's that you knew that I, like, the bar of soap I had had in my... Uh, shower. So James approached you in the hall and just said, "You gotta change your like, soap." You gotta change your soap. Well, because I, I accidentally, I accidentally watched a video of your soap of and him showering. Of me showering is no, what I think it is. Yeah. Well, I was an accident because I double clicked on the wrong thing. You can't get in trouble for accidentally double clicking on. You a can thing. get in trouble for lots of kinds of accidents. No, James. you can't. Yes, you can. If you were, that is not true. It's a kind of scandal that if you were like a TV actor or something, you could like. 
lose your job or, you know, the show would be canceled. <laughs> yeah, but... Well, good thing I'm not. And it's a mistake anyway. Every landlord has cameras in the apartment. It's common knowledge. I want a producer credit on the documentary. Fine. That means more money. You understand that? Well, I'm not paying you as is, so... Yes, but I'm going to negotiate the sales for this. How about I'll give you a producer credit, and in exchange, I will... um, uh, unclog your drain that that uh, all that hair is stuck in the drain you've been asking me to clean. Yeah, and you know what's weird? What? I haven't even been showering at my place and hair is accumulating in there. Yeah, I don't know. You know what that is? What? Not only does James have cameras in everyone's apartment, showering in he'll my sneak place? into the apartments and just bathe sometimes. As so like what? A, as like a dominance move, sort of like a weird animal kingdom type thing. Well, it's a lot... I mean, you must have a lot of body hair because that's very clogged up. Yeah. Well, um, they say if you have high testosterone, you're bald and you have a lot of body hair. And that's me. And you're bald? Uh, yeah. You're yeah. wearing his wig right now. Yeah. I wear a wig uh, to do the podcast. Just, I forget I have it on. But uh, yeah, I, I take testosterone supplements just to get it. I want to. Well, it's a, it's a very I, good wig. Thank you. My goal is to have the highest testosterone levels of any man on earth. And that is my goal. And I'm, I believe in myself and I believe I'm going to do it. That's my goal. Okay. Do you have, do you have any other, is there any other acts you have coming or no? No one's coming. No one's booked. Um, do you have a DJ? Because a lot of people like electronic music. Mm. Do you have a DJ or is it all? Did that thing work out? Well, the- if you just turn on iTunes, it's the same as a DJ. No. So I've got my iTunes. No, um, no, no. I was. Ch- I got. Um. Oh, oh. Hang on, guys. Wait, wait a second. I'm getting an email. Oh, stop the presses! Someone's getting an email. Yes. Wikipedia. I got a band booked. I got a band booked. All right. Wait. Yep. It. We're the festival's gonna be okay. I got a band booked. Um. I oh. put out some feelers, and I'm so thrilled. This. This is amazing. This is through Wikipedia. Uh, yep. Uh, apparently that works. Um, I've booked, uh, the Van Cats. And, the uh, who? The Van Cats. It's a play on the French, uh, Van Quatre. <laughs> and, uh, it's the band of former Prime Minister of Canada, Stephen Harper. So, oh, we're God. ready to rock, baby. Oh, James. Fest. James. It's on. You mean that's like that cover band where he plays Beatles songs? Yeah. Well, honestly, though, I mean, for the demographic for your penis coins... Well, it's probably going to be a hit. It's yeah. not the worst. Well, I wonder what Little Tay is going to make of it. Yeah. You cannot so, let Little Tay and Stephen Harper meet. That will not go well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do yeah. a selfie with them. It's a bit of a photo op. Well, now that we know my festival is going to be fine, um, <laughs> let's talk, Becky, about uh, what other documentaries are you working on these days. That's thank you for asking. Um, or what have you directed in the past as well? Well, nothing yeah. has been released yet. Mm. Um, I've got a few documentaries take quite a long time mm. to make properly. Mm. Um, I have one on the the housing crisis, sort of across Canada. Oh, called. Um, it's it's called. It's okay. It's like an emotional topic. Boy, it seems yeah, hard for you to even say what. Wow. Yeah, it's called. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's no. It's it's a really good title too. It's um. 
It's um. Is it anything to do with that, time. like the hierarchy of needs? Like, no, um, not one really, of them is no. shelter. No, it's called it's called helter shelter. Helter oh. shelter. Yeah, and I'm sort of visually making a bit of a, like Charles Manson Vancouver yeah. real estate parallel. Right. Wait. I'm. I, this is stupid, but what's the Charles Manson parallel oh, with Halter? Oh, God, James. Sorry, I don't well, know anything about serial killers. It's sort of racist, so I'll get maybe Michael to talk about it, because that seems to be his forte. <laughs> well, I mean, well, Charles Manson did believe there was a racial holy war uh, that was imminent in the yes. 1960s, but his followers, the Manson family, they did... Uh, I think they daubed in blood on one of the uh, homes of one of the murders, uh, the words Helter Skelter? Daubed. They daubed. Imagine they With dabbed. Blood. Dab. They didn't. Well, they didn't dab like the dance. That was years before the dab dance came around. But Charles Manson believed the Beatles song "Helter Skelter" was sending him messages to uh, to begin the racial holy war and open a door wow. to hell in the desert. What an See, idiot. I knew Michael would know about this. I had a feeling. I, that's crazy. What a stupid idiot. And, and Michael, he was a stupid idiot. That's that's Charles Manson for you. Can yeah. I ask you a question? When, yeah. I'm just going to say a word, and I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. Helter Skelter. Hitler. Okay, great. Just wanted to test that out. Yeah, just wanted to test I, that out. I'm probably not allowed to call Manson an idiot in this PC culture. Hey, don't say that. Don't be mean about him. No, I think it's okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm imagining the pe- the tweets I'm going to get. James thinks millennials want to protect Charles Manson because they're so. Uh, you can't say sensitive. anything bad. You, you can't say anything's bad. You know. Um, Charles you're... Manson's canceled, James. Oh, this hurricane was terrible. Oh, you can't say that. You can't assume the hurricane. You know, come on. So you have Helter Shelter. Yeah, and then I, I have another one. It's. <laughs> It's called this one. This one's called uh, "The Ghosts That Haunt Me Now." Oh, sounds spooky! Sounds boring as hell. It, it's it's the former. It's spooky. It's do you do you remember the band The Crash Test Dummies? Oh yeah, yeah. they rock. So they had an album called "The Ghosts That Haunt Me Now," oh, and somehow right. in recording it, they all feel that they invited spirits, negative spirits, into their lives. They've um, I, maybe you've noticed their they have their output has been lesser. Right. Well, the singer sounds like a big old ghost with that deep voice of his. He is actually now claiming that's not his voice. Oh no, really? Yeah, it's the voice of the demon in him. So he was possessed, wow. sort of. Like yeah, in the so they they they're not sleeping well. They haven't been sleeping well. That sort of sleep paralysis, demon stuff. So it's a it's a riveting documentary about that. Right. We're just seeing how it plays out, oh. and we've got an exorcist actually lined up for two weeks from now. We're going to see what happens. What's his name? Brad something. I just call see, him Brad. Yeah, I'd love to see Brad super, exorcised uh, by a priest. Yeah. Super fan. Aaron Eves would know the name. I think yeah. I, I think he's referred made reference to him before. Do you guys remember with crash test crash test dummies? Because of course there was the hit. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. And you know they're famous for this guy's deep ass voice. Very yeah, deep. a baritone. Yeah, super. Anyway, do you remember they didn't have a hit for a few years? Yeah, and then he tries a comeback, and what does he do? Falsetto. Do you guys remember that uh, song? It's he has a range larger than Joni Mitchell's. Yeah, because it's like it was like who puts the dogs in the doghouse, and he's like, "You did, baby." Remember that? I think that's Ter- really bad song. That was him. That was a crash test. I think dummies. that's the woman singing. Though. No, it was him. He was doing falsetto, Becky. Uh, well, You're doing is, a documentary on the crash test. Uh, this is and I mean, don't know the I've, falsetto I've, era. I have been so occupied by the the haunting that i haven't been paying attention this Fair is enough. very useful james Thank brad you. is a contrarian though is i think what you're getting at james look at his long hair yeah that guy has contrarian all does over does not him. have long hair anymore roberts 
Brad Roberts. Does not have long hair anymore. Oh, no. Is it because he's haunted? It's, it's, it's bright white, and it stands straight up, and it's about three inches long. He's, he's haunted. So frightened. He's frightened oh all the time. The hair of a scared man. Oh my God, I'd love to see this movie when it's available and when it's finished. Yeah, thank you. I'm, well, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Is there anything else you've directed or that you are directing that you want to tell yeah, us about? anything besides documentaries. Because documentaries are so interesting right now, and there's so many of them on Netflix, on every subject under the sun. Well, it, no, James is right. I, I, I actually have done some work outside of the documentary milieu. Oh. Uh, you gotta, you got to be able to pay the rent. Yeah. And so... Yes. I did actually direct a holiday film. Ooh. Those, those. Oh, those Christmas and holiday movies. Uh, it's I a Christmas those. film. It's a Christmas movie. Um, it's called... Guess Who's Coming to Dinner 2? Oh, oh, so it's a sequel to the classic film. No. Oh. No, it is not. It's not. So it's like T-O-O? Yes. It's just a lot of people are coming to dinner. A lot. And for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas. So it's a Christmas dinner. A lot of people end up coming over to this family's house. They they go in they go in all these different rooms and they kind of Do they have one thing, chairs? One thing leads to another. And Wow. It's a it's a, it's a sensual film. Well my mouth sensual. is watering just thinking of all these people coming over to eat. It's a sensual film. It was commissioned by City T V oh, and wow. a long time ago. And I'm just finishing it. Is it now. a baby blue movie? Yes. Who's in it? Any David Duchovny. Who? David Duchovny. Oh, Mike, do you even know what baby blue movies are? Yeah, they were softcore pornography films that were shown on city TV at late at night in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Yeah, but uh, mine just is just taken a while to complete. So David Duchovny's in it. He's playing a uh, daring triple role as really? just three different characters. Very Mike Myers esque. Mm, yeah, or um, he said he was really inspired by Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. Right. Playing two parts for no discernible reason. That's what Duke Coveney came with. Double and paycheck. I, and I, thought, I thought, great, okay. you know, because just one person on set, he's a dream to work with. Really? That's nice to hear he's, because sometimes you hear about these big stars and you hear they're real buggers, but they're... No, he's lovely. He brings, yeah. he brings, he's been bringing everybody gifts. And I mean, Whoa. this movie has been shooting for 30 years, so it's very generous. Right. You would really get to know everybody. We worked all through the X-Files on it. So yeah, oh. it started before the X-Files it's even was a thing. It sort of turned into an erotic version of boyhood. Right. Oh. Well, guys, I, oh. I guess I gotta... Do I have to go up? Oh. I, I feel like... Well, we, 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 I'm worried about what's happening on the 20th floor. You know what? You're I'm right. worried about Duchovny. I mean, whenever I think of him, whenever it gets back in my mind, I worry. I worry I'm about worried that about man Do we so have time much. for a quick game, uh, guys? Uh, I mean, we do this every week. It usually takes about five minutes. Yeah. Is that fine? Sure. Fine. I, I want to just unwind after stressing yeah, out about the festival and Duchovny and his problems. But it's good that we solved the problem, and now the festival's happening because you have one band, so it's good. Yeah. But let's say, yeah, we'll take a little break, a teeny tiny one, and we'll be right back. If you need to go to the bathroom, go now.
Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's too bad that we weren't recording when you made that joke. No, no, thanks. Welcome back to uh, the final segment of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Mike trying a tactic there to, I guess... You know when you're Drum watching up. a talk show and then you see the host and the guest are laughing about something as they yeah. come back from commercial and you and you wonder what were they saying? But I did I, tell a joke. You, you didn't like it? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. Okay. It's not a bad idea. Let's well, let's keep trying it. We'll keep workshopping this idea that as we come back from break, we're laughing and and having a good time. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome back, everybody, to the Landlord and Tenant Podcast final segment. It's the game. Let's do the theme song. It's time for the game. Game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. Beautiful. And this week's game is going to be really fun. I, I can already smell it going viral. Hmm, are you sure that's it. not a. Someone broke wind. Let's open the window. <laughs> I don't want to smell your virus. No, no, I'm actually very healthy. Anyway, uh, so our game uh, this week is a pretty fun one, Mike. Do you want to explain it? Yeah, it's a classic uh, game that most of us can remember playing as children or on long car rides. It's called Guess Where on My Body My Birthmark Is and What Shape It's In. And so we're going to go around the triangle, and all three of us are going to... We're going to, I guess, take turns guessing... Where everyone's birthmark is, okay. that everyone is born. Oh with. yeah, I so did. Who I are we going to guess? Who are we, who are we going to guess first? <laughs> um, let's guess what's on your body, James. All right, you guys each take a guess of where my birthmark is and what it is. I guess you have a big, sort of Australia-shaped birthmark on your face, and hmm. you cover it with makeup. That's my guess because you look. Outside it looks like you're wearing. A, looks like you're wearing a lot of makeup. So I am wearing makeup. That is correct. Okay. But what's underneath? Anyway, Mike. Um, I'm going to guess you have a like a big teardrop shaped birthmark covered in hair, like a mole, um, direct, like perfectly between your shoulder blades. Am I right? It's interesting. Wrong. Oh. Wrong to you both. My, I actually have a very rare kind of birthmark, and uh, it's actually on the very end of my penis. I almost guessed that. And it extends out. Uh, it actually protrudes, and it actually gives me another three inches. And I was not going to guess that. What shape is it in? Cylinder. <laughs> so in is a it way, how? it worked out. Okay. Is it colored differently from the from yeah, the rest of your skin? It's all pretty dark red down there so you know weird dark red yeah okay it's well, so wine uh, what do you call it the when you have a ports wine uh yeah you know, like gorbachev mark. ready yes exactly right interesting it's so interesting to learn about where everyone's big birth i love mark it is. Mm -hmm. yeah who should we guess next um yeah whose big birthmark do we want to guess next <laughs> i mean i'll go let's guess becky's yeah. all right your big birthmark yeah um james you guess uh you're Canadian, correct? Yes, I am. How about a maple leaf on uh, right in the small of your back okay. as a birthmark? All right. I'm gonna guess you have kind of a like a knife shape on your foot. James is correct. No, 
James I, I, is correct. It's got to be those cameras you know in the shower. Me? It's no. got to be those cameras in the showers. Oh, yeah. no, I guess. And I, I guess. can't believe your your motivation to win made you reveal that you have been watching me shower. It's I. It's a game, and I guessed. I took a guess. That's, Come on, I'm not looking that's at ridiculous. you in the shower. That's how could you know? It's, I'm good at the game, Mike. I, I'm good at the game, Mike. Right? We've, I, we've played this before. Yeah, you're good at the game, but you also do have cameras in the shower. So, guys, can we just move on? Right. Okay, fine. So it looks like I am the lucky final one on trial here for the game called Guess Where My Birthmark Is on My Body and What Shape It's In on My Body. Who wants to guess what I have? Okay. Well, I'll guess first because James knows, obviously. He's watching a shower. <sighs> no, I don't. Okay. You should pick a different game. I'm guessing... I, f- I just... I'm guessing you have uh, on your inner thigh yeah. um, a big, long scar. And now I'm considering it's a birthmark because it was an in utero injury. Interesting. Like a, you scratched yourself or something. Right. That's my guess. Okay. And James, what do you think my big birthmark is? And I do not know. I have not seen Ugh. anything. Um, I'm going to guess it's something like it's a it's a big it's I'm guessing it's big. Yeah. Um I'm 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 going to it's hard I'm almost Just imagining something it. is it a mole or a birthmark? No, I think I I could see something like kind of a big birthmark that kind of looks like a screaming face and maybe it's like right in the it takes up your whole back. That's your final guess? Yes. All right. Well, I have some interesting news. You're both right. This is interesting. I've played this game hundreds of times before, and this is the first time this has happened. Now, James, obviously, you know I have that screaming face birthmark that takes up my whole back, and it sort of looks like the face of, uh, depending on where you're standing when you're looking, it either looks like the face of a little boy or a little girl. And, Becky, you're also right. I was an itchy little fetus, and I did scratch my leg while I was inside mum. God. Well, well uh, I mean, I'm not watching you shower. No, but you guessed. And that's the way the game is supposed to work. Okay. Just an honest guess instead yeah. of someone being a pervert and spying on well, you. Well, that's shower. great. I've never yeah. won this before. Oh, congrats. Yeah. What are you going to do with all the money? Uh, yeah, I guess. No, Mike's right. Empty out your pockets. It's all mine. Well, technically, I won two of the guesses and no, you, only you cheated. one so you cheated well, so let's see what's in your pockets well i got a loony okay i'll take that and what's the, are they real coins the penis coins what are no, those they're digital what are the what then what are these weird big coins in your pocket oh they're uh costa rican uh coins <laughs> okay i'll take those costa sure. rican thank you yeah it's a long story i have an operation anyway oh, okay. well, a fun game down the tubes Hey, that's a downer way to put it. It was it was fun. Um, I'm excited for my big funny coin. Am I, Looney? Thank you, Becky. Thanks for joining us. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. You're doing the Lord's work. Oh, thank you. Well, we'll see when the documentary comes out. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see it too. Yeah. Uh, Mike, um, good luck with your life. You need what? it. What? Do you know something I don't know? Am I uh, am I in danger or? Well, you know, you you. you it doesn't take a psychic to see what's coming for you. Okay, uh, well, I uh, hope you have a good week, and I'll see you next time. Let's